Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back. Dr. Deborah Dupree, the Mindset Doc, with the Agile Workplace, People, Places, and Processes. Today's episode is all about taking a deeper dive into what do employees want in today's changing work world. Given my years of doing what I do as a mediator, a psychologist, a workplace consultant, I have never seen so much change as we have in the last couple of years. And in many respects, The people are still the same, but their needs have evolved. Their needs have evolved. We've come a long way when we think about diversity and inclusion. And things have gotten so much better, you know, over the last 20 or so years. But what we found in the wake of COVID-19 and the social unrest that evolved out of the George Floyd murder was that there was still a much deeper divide in our cultures, wherever that might be, than what we realized. And so we've really had to dive deeper into going, what is going on and what practices have we had in place that actually represent what we call unconscious or implicit bias? How have we actually shut people out or limited access to certain programs, services, opportunities for promotion? And so what is happening in today's world is a whole new look at just how are we practicing and where have our biases been and what do people really need? And so it really starts off by first recognizing what's working and what's not working. I find that that's often a a great way to look at things. What's working, what's not working, rather than what's wrong and what's right. I find in the world of people and communication, there are very seldom times when something is absolutely right and absolutely wrong. Instead, there are shades. There There are varying degrees of perspective around whatever the issue or topic might be. And so one of the things I want to start out with, and I can refer you to my website also where uh, I do have a a video on this uh, on my YouTube channel. It's called the 360 degree perspective. And I want you to just stop and imagine as we talk about people and how we can be so different. And it's a, a mindset, a framework for how we can look at today's employees' needs in a different kind of way, how we can open ourselves up to listen and learn. So imagine, and you can even do this with me, hold up your left index finger. So it's it's verticals pointing straight up into the sky. Then with your right hand, I want you to draw an imaginary horizontal circle around your left fingertip. Okay? Now, a circle consists of 360 degrees, right? And so using that analogy of a circle, 
each degree on the circle as I move around counterclockwise of my left index finger represents a different perspective of my fingertip. And so with that, every degree represents a different perspective of my left index fingertip. Now, I'm going to say I'm at zero degrees and I'm looking at my fingertip and what do I see? Well, I see my nail and I see the flesh on either side of my fingernail. Now, let's imagine someone over to my right at 90 degrees. And so I'm going to ask those people, are we looking at the same thing? And 99.9% of the time, I get people who will say no. Okay. Then my next question, are we seeing the same thing? And that's a clear no, right? We keep going around the circle. Now we get to over to the people on the opposite side of me, 180 degrees. I ask my question again. Are we looking at the same thing? At this point, I'm getting some heads starting to, you know, nod, yes. And then others are still shaking their heads saying no. Okay. Now, are we seeing the same thing? Again, that's a resounding no. Well, let's keep going. We're going to go over to our, my left, to the people at 270. And at this point, people are starting to get it a little bit. And so I ask my question again, are we looking at the same thing? And now we're getting people saying, yeah, we are. Are we seeing the same thing? No, we're not. Ah. Now, remember, I said the issue or the topic was the tip of my fingertip. I didn't say which side. I just said the tip of my fingertip. So we are looking at the same thing, the tip of my fingertip, and whatever issue or topic that represents. But we're seeing different things depending upon where we are in our circle surrounding my fingertip. And so for me and everyone on my side of my fingertip, we're all getting some glimpse of the same thing, particularly those that are closest to me because they're looking at my fingertip from the same angle. But even the people to 90 and 270 can see some of my nail, but they're seeing the sides of my fingers. But what 270 and 90 see are totally opposite. And that's true for me at zero and people at the 180. What we see is entirely opposite. They see the pad of my fingertip. I see my nail. So right there, recognizing we're looking at the same thing, but depending upon our position, our perspective, we're seeing different things. I want you to keep that in mind as we talk about our emerging world and what people need. And this goes back to emotional intelligence that I mentioned in our uh, first episode. It doesn't matter how smart we are, how experienced we are, you know, how much we know. Instead, it's being aware that I know only so much at any given time about anything. There are times when I am totally unconsciously incompetent because I simply don't know what I don't know. But then something happens, like some of the events from the last couple of years. And we realize, oh, I didn't know I didn't know. I didn't know what I needed to know. But now I know that people are experiencing exclusion, a lack of inclusion, perhaps discrimination, rejection, whatever the words might be, very differently than what we thought.
And so it's an opportunity to open up our eyes. And again, coming from a place of emotional intelligence, an emotionally intelligent person knows that at any given time, there's only so much we see, know, and understand. And instead, we want to use opportunities to create conversations, not confrontations, to learn and explore how other people see things, to generate ideas, to explore and discuss the different perspectives, not argue about it, but to learn from it. And so in that regard, this is where it's important that we begin to take a look at how we can create conversations, not confrontations. Well, in many respects, that can be quite challenging because the toxicity of today's political divide further agitates efforts to regain some of the normalcy, some of the regularity in life that we all so desire. In many respects, we've become afraid and fearful of what to say and who to talk to. Fearful to bring up our ideas for, in case we might be retaliated against, or in case somebody might take physical or verbal aggression towards us. It's a very different world. People have become very vocal. Certainly social media helps contribute to that because we can say anything and not have any immediate retribution. And yet, you know, as as leaders at whatever level we might be, at whatever place we might be in an organization, it's really about creating psychological safety. That's what our employees need. That's what we need to do in terms of the workplace creating psychologically safe places so that people feel comfortable, confident, courageous, and curious enough to have those conversations without fear of being shut down. I see too many times where, you know, a team comes together and they attempt to exchange ideas and barely a few minutes into it, somebody says something that shuts the entire process down. And this is where it's so important, again, going back to emotional intelligence and self-awareness and self-management, about learning to pace ourselves, learning to time our um, responses, our comments, so that we don't negatively impact others and therefore negatively impact our relationships. People really are seeking a need for inclusion, Our need as human beings for social connection remains huge. It's a huge part of our humanity and the reason for why we show up at work. You know, many people love going to their places of work for that social connection. Sure, we all have a job to do, but it's that social connection that becomes so important. We have a human need to be connected, to be heard, to be cared for, to feel supported and respected, and to be accepted for our viewpoints even when someone may disagree with them. We have a need to feel honored for who we are and what we have and what we want to contribute. Everyone more or less wants to contribute in some way, but too often people are fearful for that. And so it really begs and demands a different kind of mindset. Again, coming from a place of curiosity and courageous listening. We may not always like what we hear, but rather than arguing about it, dive deeper to see where 
is this person coming from? What's driving those perspectives? It might be something in the immediacy, and it also might be something that's triggered from their past. But again, how do we create that place of psychological safety? That's where I like taking people, is how to have conversations, how to approach people to open up the mindset, to later come back to have that deeper conversation. I like to share with my many coaching clients that, you know, if we're thinking about something and we decide to approach somebody about having that conversation in the moment, well, guess what? You've been thinking about it, but the other person hasn't. And so you essentially are catching that person totally off guard. And now that person's got to sort of regroup and, and get on track and, and you know shift their whole mindset about where they were focused and what you want them to focus on. And so inviting somebody to have a conversation later is a critical part of what I call a two-part communication strategy. Because it's time to meet people where and how they want to be met. It's no longer about just meeting the needs of the organization. This is what we call life reimagined. To increase employee engagement, commitment, and their ongoing productivity. People want to keep working. In fact, there are several studies that have been done with organizational giants like Microsoft and LinkedIn. And here are a few stats to help shape what they found so that we can use this information in our journey to reimagine work moving forward. What they found is that 73% of employees want flexible work options. To me, that's sort of a no-brainer. COVID created the opportunity. We had to think outside the box, and we had to shift very quickly. Well, when we have that kind of opportunity, it's hard to go back. 67% want more in-person work and collaboration opportunities. They want to connect with others. That's part of the challenge that we've experienced is the isolation that's come from working at home. Again, we have a human need for connection. And so thinking about how do we as organizations rethink our work world so that we are creating those in-person opportunities, but in safe ways. And so all kinds of things, and we're going to be covering this in a future episode, about what's today's workplace looking like? Where is the workplace moving for tomorrow? And guess what? 80% of managers expect to see increased flexibility in work practices and policies. 80% of managers expect increased flexibility in work practices and policies. So it sounds like they're ready to go there. What about our leaders? Are they ready to go there? Again, it can be a little scary going someplace we haven't been before. But we are on the cutting edge of a new life in the world of work, where we work, how we work, and when we engage, all while providing the psychological and physical safety we all crave Because we want to be safe knowing that we have minimized the fear of contracting COVID if we haven't already. And we want to feel safe that we're not contributing to an unhealthy workplace. We all know the impact of the great resignation, um, the um, increase in, in absenteeism due to variants. And, you know, we started off this year as, as being very challenged and having enough people to do the work. Uh, because of increased illness. 
And so we have an opportunity, folks. We have an opportunity to rethink, reimagine, and reconsider our world of work. So my question is, are you ready? Are you ready to look at things differently, to see how you can make things different, better, more effective for yourself, as well as your colleagues? And to think about, you know, how we can continue to expand our productivity. I get excited when I think about possibilities. You know, it really is step back, sort of put your head back and look around. And it, it just even that action sort of frees up the brain to go places where you might not have gone before. Too many times we stay focused on what's right in front of us. But if we create that space, pause, and take a look at, hmm, what's working, what's not working? People want to be heard. They want to be supported. They want to be cared for. They want to be listened to. They want to be included. They want to feel respected and to be honored for the fact that they do show up for work every day. So there's a lot of what we can do as leaders at every level, as co-workers in support of our co colleagues, to create an environment of inclusion, support, and therefore create an opportunity for reciprocity. You got to give to give back. And as I like to say, you better watch what you give. You might just get it back. So people, places, and processes, the changing world, in light of COVID-19, social unrest, and the political divide. Make sure to come back. We've got another episode coming up on new possibilities of where, when, and how we work as we take a look at technology. Uh, technology can be a wonderful thing, but it can also be our bane. Let's explore. So this is Dr. Debbie Dupree, the Mindset Duck. Keep on. Let's listen and learn. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.